The time will come when, with elation, you will greet yourself, arriving at your own door, in your own mirror, and each will smile at the other's welcome and say, sit here, eat. You will love again the stranger who was yourself. Give wine, give bread, give back your heart to itself, to the stranger who has loved you all your life, whom you ignored for another, who knows you by heart. Take down the love letters from the bookshelf, the photographs, the desperate notes. Peel your own image from the mirror. Sit. Feast on your life. Isn't that incredible? It's a poem from Derek Walcott. It's called Love After Love. Depending on where you are in your life, it may be profound, it may just be sweet. But my guest today, Heather Sweeney, understands the importance not of putting yourself above all others, but of recognizing the need to love one's self. She's helping others to learn from it by way of support and sharing her own experiences. Added to that is her large-heartedness. Working with nonprofits over the years, she's involved in one fundraiser that I won't even talk about here. You'll have to hear her describe the magnitude of what she's doing. So, With that, let me introduce you to Heather Sweeney. Today, I have the opportunity to speak with Heather Sweeney. Tell me what you do and why you love what you do. Ooh, what do I do? I do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And you do it with passion, which is really, it's kind of an overused term, but I follow you and I see it is with passion. Thank you. I, mean, I appreciate it. Just your goal of climbing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or a cure. We'll <laughs> definitely get to that, but start wherever you want. Yeah. Um, so what do I do? The first thing I think of is just everything that I do always has this common theme of helping others or giving back in some way. Um, and that always has made me feel really good. So it's like a win-win for everybody. Currently, I've just started my own business as a wellness coach. So that is hugely rewarding and massively fulfilling. Um, I think fulfillment is what has been missing. And that has sort of been locked into place for me with the wellness coaching and also writing that I do. If you're doing the wellness mm-hmm. and then the writing would involve more creativity, but tell me more about the wellness. Is it as a trainer or nutritionist? No. So it's actually, it's interesting. I am also, I'm a registered nurse. And so the first thing people think of when they hear me say wellness coach is fitness, nutrition, right. uh, medications, you know, overall health. And my approach with the wellness coaching business is really more Um, looking at individuals, or I should say, helping them to look at themselves from the inside out to try and make for positive transformation in some way. And for some people, that's really small things that we do along the way. For others, it could be massive change and momentum that they start to experience. Uncovering those dark spaces that people don't necessarily want to dig into helping them do that in a, in a very positive way and see that there's opportunity there. That could be tricky. 
Um, I say that because I know some people who deal, for instance, with PTSD and trauma and all these, maybe not as serious as we might consider PTSDs, for instance, mm -hmm. from the military, but mm -hmm. it feels like we're all kind of, we all have a little bit of trauma, right? I, <laughs> so, I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can be tricky to feel safe enough, not only to talk with somebody, but even to face those things. Mm -hmm. So how do, you, how do you get people to feel okay enough to even address it themselves mm -hmm. in such a way that they can come to you and then yeah. be okay? Um, so that's interesting. Most, if not all of the people who have come to me are in a place where they're ready, hence okay. taking the jump to come to me, right? Oftentimes, though, that will lead to a partnership and working together. For me, it's really about listening and just kind of holding a safe space for the individual to let them feel comfortable enough and have that trust that gets built rather quickly to open up. And I think there's a lot to be said for letting yourself talk openly and being vulnerable and hearing all those thoughts that maybe have just been sitting in your head for me and for a lot of the people that I've worked with has been empowering. Um, and in a way you, you take back some control there. I'm sorry to interrupt. I cannot agree with you more. I find it yeah. so fascinating to hear just in conversations with friends to see that they have these epiphanies as they're just mm -hmm. working not even they don't even know they're working through things they're just expressing maybe thoughts that they didn't even know they had or didn't want to face so what would you say is one of the challenges even though people are coming to you so they're as you ex expressed mm -hmm. as you express they're ready mm -hmm. but there's there's still a challenge sure. which is why they're coming to you for help yeah I think the biggest challenge for a lot of people is they want to make change. They don't know how to do it. And for a lot of people, it can get pretty uncomfortable at times because it's, it's difficult because they want to make the change, but you have to sit in the discomfort and you have to feel it. And that for me was personally very hard to do, but once I did it, and once I got comfortable doing it, I experienced massive change. And so I encourage folks, you know, you're here, you're ready. You, you're expressing the want and the need to make a change. Let me help you and hold that space and give you the comfort you might need to just start letting things out. If you are willing to do the work um, and understand that it is work, you will see absolutely change. Are you comfortable talking about your own process and the things that you had to face yourself? If not, that's totally fine. But is that something oh, yeah. that you find is oh yeah, totally relatable? I'm assuming it's relatable to others <laughs> to hear you talk yeah. about yourself. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very comfortable with it. So for me, I there's been different, you know, big moments of change in my life, but more recently I went through a divorce and it was a very confusing time because I was the person to say, I don't want to be married anymore. Um, and obviously there was a lot of conversations that went, you know, were had about that, but it took me a, a, probably a good year, year and a half to make sense of number one, why I was feeling that way. Uh, number two, it was like, are you having a midlife crisis? Is it, this can all be fixed. If it's, it's all going to be fine. And the more I, sat in the discomfort and 
really had to pull apart why I felt that way, the clearer it became that I had to make that change and go through with the divorce. It's one of those things I say often, like you can't unsee what you've seen. (laughs) And for me, it was like, I was just seeing so clearly after so many years. And I can say, you know, thankfully now my ex-husband and I are really, really good friends. We're like back to where we were before we got married. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So we've been very, very fortunate by doing some really hard work together. And for, I can say for myself, and I think he would agree, like it just made, it was the right thing to do for both of us for different reasons, even though it was the right thing to do for our own reasons. And it has worked out tremendously. It was not a simple thing to do and it wasn't an easy thing to do. That for me is certainly the most recent experience of having to get extremely uncomfortable at times and just let myself feel sadness, anger, happiness, depression, like whatever you could name every emotion. I've probably gone through it in that experience. Well, and I have to say, looking at it as an observer, it's so easy. It's so easy. for So people can look at you and, and say, oh, that's so great what you guys, but it's in retrospect yeah. that they can praise you. They don't know the pain of the going through. Mm-hmm. We just see that the success at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And so I could understand how people might think, well, that's good for her, but that, I'm not her. My situation is different. Mm-hmm. And I love that you keep going back to if you're willing to do the work. Yeah. You know, it's funny what you said when you're going through it, like thinking back to that, it was, I, I remember saying to my mother, I feel like I just came out of a blur of five to six months of my life where, I mean, I was actively doing and I was purposefully and intentionally making decisions and making moves, but it was like, I woke up several months after And I remember saying to her, oh my God, I'm looking back on these past five or six months, realizing all that had to be done and how intentional and purposeful it had to be done. Um, And there was like no time to really reflect as you're going through. It was just, so yeah, for me, when I sort of came out of that and looked back, I was just like, wow, (laughs) that was a lot of change in a really small amount of time. It's so important that your listeners are aware of that. Mm -hmm. And I say that as someone who, myself, I've been in situations that are overwhelming, that Mm -hmm. feel like, not to be dramatic, but at the moment, you almost feel like I cannot do, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. But then, of course, you do it. You just do it. Um, And if you do it well and responsibly, then it can be a very positive, though challenging experience. Mm -hmm. And let me ask you, having done that, now you've just addressed one huge thing that you went through. Mm. Have you seen the benefits trickle into other parts of your life? Oh, there's no, no doubt. I mean, there were times going through that divorce where I remember thinking, oh, I totally understand and could respect why somebody in the middle of a divorce would say, I'm just going to go back. We're just going to like live through this and and just like make this work because that's maybe easier. But 
coming through that divorce. And then, you know, now it's been uh, over a year since things were finalized. Every single aspect of my life truly has changed. And I, I think I can, it's funny, I'm thinking about it now. I can really only say that as I think back. I feel like I'm 40 years old and I truly feel like I have finally figured out who the heck I actually am. And I am so like, I own it. I embrace it. I know I still have work to do and I love that. I remember saying this again during the divorce as things were kind of coming to the end. And I remember thinking, I don't know what is ahead for me. And so that was scary, but it was also so amazing to have, I call it now this endless field of possibility. Like I could, and I can create the life I want. And I intentionally am doing that every day. It's incredibly empowering, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Honestly, it's unbelievable. So for people who are listening, who maybe aren't facing a divorce, maybe their situation is different. And we so often can be myopic in our pain or in our struggles that if if they are not going through what you went through, Mm -hmm. a listener might not realize just how relatable Mm -hmm. you are and how much you have to offer Mm -hmm. because of the lessons you've learned. So it doesn't have to be the same iteration to learn. No. So can you just address that? What are some of the changes or struggles Mm -hmm. that people who want to work with you are going through and how you can benefit them? The majority of the people that I work with, if not all of them, are, this is how I would describe them. And this was me. And I think that's why we are attracted to one another. Um, It's the person who you say, how are you? I'm fine. How's your day? It's fine. How's yours? Everything's fine. And I was fine too, (laughs) but I wasn't at all. And so it's the, you know, I knew that, but I just continued to shove things down and keep moving. Right. So the, the busy mom, the, the busy entrepreneur, the, um, the busy dad, who successful one. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You know, that, that, hectic lifestyle where everybody else seems to come first. And, and unfortunately, as a result, the folks I'm working with tend to push their needs to last. And they've done it for so long, they've, they've hit a point where they realize this isn't working. So I just try to paint the picture to allow them to open up to that field of possibility. What would that look like for you? What is your perfect day? What is your perfect family dynamic? Who is your perfect partner? What is the job you're looking at? Whatever aspect it is that they need assistance with. And to your point, in terms of folks maybe listening who haven't been through a divorce, for my one example, right? The lessons you learn during challenging times, whether it is you were laid off from a job, you have lost a loved one, you have gone through a divorce, you have a child with special needs. I mean, any, any scenario, those challenging times, I believe, require you to tap into the same parts of you, the emotions, the feelings, the dark places where you don't want to go. And I think that there's the common thread, no matter what challenge you might be facing, 
or what type of move you're trying to make um, in a positive way, it's going to require that work to be done. You know, I just had a conversation with a therapist mm-hmm. and she's, she's down in Carolina and it was to record a podcast. And as we were speaking, it occurred to me that so often, at least in my experience and those of my friends, mm-hmm. so often the thing that is scaring us away mm-hmm. from whatever change we know is good for us, it's kind of like the monster under the bed yep. that, not that it isn't real, mm-hmm. but it's this anxiety that we have given such life to uh-huh. that we're afraid to even look at it. Correct. And yes. if we just shine the light on it, we realize, well, it's not nothing, mm-hmm. but it's not as big as I am. I'm bigger than this. Oh. And that's tricky to get there. But once you do, it feels like, like you said previously, mm-hmm. there's nothing. I can do anything mm-hmm. once you do the work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... thoughts become things, right? And so if we're thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be terrible. I can't get out of my mind. I don't want to do it. This could happen. And you're thinking, you're thinking, and you're down this black hole of just, first of all, wasted energy on 99% of what you're thinking about never happening. It's true. (laughs) The anxiety buildup, the emotional drain. I would say like, rip the Band-Aid off. Just rip it off and take a look and see Um, because if you don't rip the bandaid off and take a look, you're just stuck in your own head. And those thoughts do become things and play out in not wonderful ways. So, and you're offering to be the person standing by them so that no matter how scary it might be, they know they're not alone. Absolutely. It's really important to know you're not alone. You know, even if it is just somebody holding space for you, but just to know you are not alone is, is big. What you mentioned at the outset, that you you are somebody who thrives on giving, mm-hmm. that you want to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way we were connected was I was before COVID, yes. hoping to work with a nonprofit every month in order to raise awareness and funding for that nonprofit. Yeah. And um, the little bit of pushback that I've gotten is, interestingly, there are some people who just feel like, well, that's just that's just altruistic to think that that you can just give, and and it made me question myself. Hmm. Like, can I be a business owner and still have as my primary priority mm-hmm. to give? Because I believe that it's better to serve. It's always better to serve. Mm-hmm. It isn't the quickest return. Mm-hmm. But eventually, everyone's needs are met to the best of our ability. Mm-hmm. Now, tell me about your desire to give and to serve. Has that always been a part of you? Uh, yeah, it's definitely always been a part of me. With my wellness coaching business, I mean, there's, I feel like I'm, again, giving back in a way where I'm holding that space and, and allowing for people to make for positive change. Um, and they're doing the work. I'm just there to to help them along the way. In terms of giving back, I have had a side business with a a company called One Hope Wine for about almost four years. And their whole premise and the reason I was attracted to them at all is, I mean, I love wine, but (laughs) and it's great wine, Um, but they actually give back a portion of their profits every year to nonprofits. And so through the sale of any wine product um, to any of my customers, there's a give back. So it allowed me to fundraise constantly through that business. 
I love that. Yeah, it, it was, it's, it is and um, has been hugely rewarding for a lot of different reasons. I'm an athlete. I've been a runner for 20 years or something. And when I started running, I would fundraise for different nonprofits. Um, and I love doing it, but it was like, oof, you only really do this for so long before you hit everybody over and over and they're like, you're running again. Okay. <laughs> so more recently, as you know, I am, I was drawn to this opportunity with Leukemia Lymphoma Society to give back um, in a major way. But what's interesting is I'm giving back to Leukemia Lymphoma Society, right? And to the families and patients affected by blood cancers. And I would argue cancer in general, just based on the work they do. And that feels amazing. But I, I feel like with every give back, right? I gain more than I am actually giving because it's just so fulfilling to me to be able to in this case, raise money for an amazing organization. And then in the end, I get, I'm the one with like the easy job. The hard job is the people donating and, and helping me hit my goal, right? I get the adventure of going over to Tanzania in the fall and climbing Mount Kilimanjaro as part of their team. So I'm like, I, I'm winning too. <laughs> I like how you just slid that in there. Yeah, I just happened to be climbing. <laughs> So you want to talk a little bit about that? I don't know if you're still, you still are looking for awareness on that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I just dive headfirst into things. And when you were saying earlier about like the fear of what could be under the bed and just looking right in conversations with folks who have sort of dove into scenarios and seen massive success as a result, the folks that do that, you know, everybody has the fear around it, right? But the people who choose to dive in head first find a way to push the fear to the side and just go for it anyway. And for me, as I think about different points in my life where I decided to dive in head first, this climb being one of them, I always say it's either a great story or it's a great learning experience. And for me, most often it's been both. With Kilimanjaro, I mean, literally my son brought a book home in September when they were actually in school. <laughs> um, and it was about the seven summits. And we were reading it one night before bed and Mount Kilimanjaro is one of the seven summits. And so I'm reading it and I'm thinking, where did I see something about this mountain? I saw something. And I go to my computer and I look through the browsing history. And what do you know? I had looked previously at this climb to cure program through team and training, which is part of the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. And it was this opportunity to climb Mount Kilimanjaro and you fundraise and you get to go on this adventure and, and give back. And I literally that night emailed the, um, the folks at LLS and said, I want to climb with you next fall. What do I need to do? I didn't know. And I didn't know I didn't know until a friend asked me, I don't know, a couple of weeks later, I was like, oh my God, I'm doing this. This is crazy. She was like, where is that mountain? And I was like, hmm, I'm not too sure. I guess I should look into that. But it was- it It's was not in New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> it was a moment for me where I was like, there you go again. You just dove right in. You don't even know where you're going. <laughs> Any regrets about it? Oh my God, no, 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 oh, no, nice. not at all. So rather than have you tell us what the link is, I'll just make sure that, of course, all of that information and how people can help support what it is that you're doing will be in the show notes. So that's wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate it.
Of course, yeah. of course. Interestingly, even though you and I met on this other project that mm -hmm. I wanted to do this working with nonprofits, which is just going to have to hold off a little bit mm -hmm. so we can actually be in rooms together. The other project that I have and I've started mm -hmm. is 40 over 40. And you and I have not talked about that. Yeah. And as I listen to what you offer, is it only women, primarily women? What's your client base? Coaching? Yes. Mostly women. Yeah. Mostly women. Mm -hmm. Okay. Seeing these business journals that we've all seen that have the top 30, under 30 entrepreneurs who have done something really impressive by the time they're 30. I've also recognized at a time when they don't have the support that young 20s do, mm -hmm. where those in university are, they're being groomed to do something incredible by the time they're 30. Women over 40 over 50, over 60, they don't have that expected support, even sometimes of their own personal community. Yeah. So as I see these people mm. making tremendous changes in their life, I feel like their story should be told, not just to celebrate what they've accomplished, but to encourage and inspire others, mm -hmm. to help people who might be introduced to them realize, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And everything that you have just expressed, the anxiety, what we perceive as fear, the uncertainty, mm -hmm. to know somebody else has faced it mm -hmm. and they're on the other side to close the gap moving forward with this project. Yeah. It has now expanded to include, at first it was just going to be this, let's create your story and then we'll create your portraits to celebrate what you've accomplished. Mm -hmm. And the more I thought about it, I thought, well, if they're in transition anyway, mm -hmm. why not also address their, the, their physical wellness? Because of course it all goes together and you know that as an athlete. Mm -hmm. So I have brought on a fitness and nutrition coach. Oh, fun. Yes. And we are creating this six-week challenge and she works remotely anyway. Yeah. At the end of the six weeks, anyone who wants their story to be told will be told. And then to create their portraits to, at that point, be able to show them, to reflect back to them the strength that they've developed mm -hmm. and the beauty that comes along with that. Yeah. And it'll be 40 over 40. So yeah, 40 individuals over 40. That's so powerful. And I think that's awesome. That's amazing. Honestly. I'm so looking forward to it. And I, yeah. I keep feeling like, okay, we're ready to go now. And there's all these little details that have to come together, but I would love it if you were a part of it. If, if, your if you see your clients as people who, who could benefit from this sort of full, whole transformation, mm -hmm. I think it would be so fun. I would love to. Yeah, we should, we should definitely explore that. Um, I, it's funny, as you're talking, I'm thinking, I am like really on a mission to impact and inspire as many people as I can around the globe in a positive way. Mm. And that could just be that they, in a, in a ripple effect way, are inspired by me through someone, through somebody, that whole thing. It could be that they come across something I've written and it speaks to them and they feel inspired to move. But like, that is my mission right now. I feel like for the rest of my time here and Again, it's just one of those things where it's so rewarding to be able to see people see themselves transforming. Yes. Exactly. And changing and growing and 
just knowing they're enough. And as a portrait photographer, so often I think photography, because everybody has a camera, you know, it's just like, it's just a likeness of who you are. And it's not even of who you are. It's just your likeness physically. Mm. That's what people think of. Mm -hmm. But the question that I've built my business around, how do you want to be seen, Mm. is intended to to just make us stop mm-hmm. and think. Think beyond, I want to be thinner. I want to be younger. I, I wish I was this. I wish my butt was small. I wish whatever. Mm-hmm. All of that can be addressed in your portrait once I know who you are. Yeah. And that is, to me, the true creation of a portrait, to reflect back to you mm. your beauty and your strength. Even things you might see as your flaws, mm-hmm. How do those who love you most see you? Mm -hmm. Because that is your portrait. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's definitely unique from many other people I've come across (laughs) and their approach. But I, again, it's just so powerful to be able, for you to be able to do that, to create that for somebody, right? Um, And show them, here you are. Yeah, perfectly imperfect. Take it. Yes. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I say that all the time. We all are. I mean. (laughs) Being that that is the theme, not only of my business, but of course, this podcast. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you, how do you want to be seen? Yeah. um, I want to be seen as, I just, I want to be seen as somebody that others can look to and say, if you did that, I know I can, and I will too. Thank you. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. So and you said that question. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I agree. It is. And the more I ask it, the more I love it. Yeah. It, it's a great question. It feels as though somebody with your experience and your skills, and most importantly, your openness mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. is priceless. So I'm glad that I have the opportunity to introduce you to others. And whether it is somebody who who feels they need some coaching, some directing, or somebody who wants to be as much a part of your journey, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. (laughs) I I hope that people will take time and get to know more about you and what you're doing. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm so, again, so grateful for the opportunity to have done this. And it's been, I've I've actually learned a bit about myself just in the time we've spent. So, (laughs) Oh, well, now I'm curious. (laughs) (laughs) And really, thank you for taking your time. And I hope that people will take the time to to get to know you and find out more about what you're doing. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's a beautiful thought, isn't it? The idea that we can unapologetically have love for ourselves. But in my belief, that doesn't mean doing what's right for ourselves to the pain and detriment of others. I've mentioned before that I am a Bible reader. For any who have read the words of Jesus himself, he made it really clear that one of the most important laws is that we love our neighbor as ourselves. It's a tricky balance, making sure that we care for others, for their needs, but still having a level of respect and love for ourselves. I hope that you enjoyed listening to Heather And wow, what about that climb, huh? I have been wanting to work with nonprofits for a while, but she's got me beat. I always say thank you for listening at the end of the podcast. I wanted to spend a moment and 
express to you how grateful I am for that. This is kind of just this project that welled up in me that I wanted to do a long time ago. And because of the circumstances, I have time to do that now. And I'm really grateful. And honestly, I'm a bit surprised when I see the number of listeners go up in the analytics. (laughs) So it's really cool. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for sharing these stories with others. And on that note, if you know someone, or if you are someone who has a story that would maybe motivate or inspire, let's talk. Let's see if this might be the platform that could facilitate your story. As things in the world get a little crazier every day, I will say again, please be safe. Please be kind. And sincerely, always, thank you for listening.